Welcome back to the Real Deal Brides podcast. I'm your host, Alessandra Macaluso, author of The Real Deal Bridal Bible, available on Amazon. And this week, I have Charity Parrish here. She is going to be especially uh, knowledgeable for all you brides out there that are thinking, toying, or already planning the idea of a tiny wedding. So I'm really excited to have Charity on here. She's got tons of tips, great advice, and an awesome website for you to check out. So how's it going, Charity? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. Um, I'm really glad that I found you. I found you through my last interview, which was with Bernadette of Dress Charlotte, and she was giving me all these amazing tips. And we were going back and forth about you know our own personal experiences, wedding planning, and all that. And she mentioned you at the end of our interview. She she told me about the Elopement Co., which is your company. Um, and she told me that you specialize in these uh, courthouse elopements and tiny weddings for anywhere from 30 people and under. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, I love Bernadette. She's amazing. She is. She's awesome. Actually, last night I just went for an event for her. Um, she was honored by Pro Socialites. They do like a Woman Crush Wednesday. Where I like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, like once or twice a month they come out there and they celebrate like one woman just doing really kick-ass things. And of course, it'd be Bernadette because she's awesome. Um, yes, yes. Yeah, but um, tell me a little bit before we get in. You know, I want to know all about your website, your company, and everything that inspired you. So um, before we get started, tell me and the listeners just a little bit more about what you do. So I created a company that I'm a photographer, and that's kind of where I came at all of this from. But I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory because that kind of helps me explain what I do. Mm-hmm. I, When I was trying to figure out what genre of photography I wanted to pursue once I had decided, hey, this is what I want to do, I um, kind of tried it all. I tried the, the couples, the babies, everything. Um, and I tried weddings, and there were parts of it that I really liked. But there was a lot of it I just didn't really uh, vibe with so much, just a lot of um, stress for the large weddings and Um, yeah, a lot of it just wasn't necessarily my thing. And a friend of mine had mentioned like way before that point that she thought it'd be cool to take pictures of people getting married at the courthouse. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of popped back into my mind. And so I went down and I observed at the Charlotte courthouse, the Mecklenburg courthouse, and I saw people all dressed up looking adorable and people were just taking pictures of them with their cell phones. And my heart kind of broke and I thought I can fix this. So I love that. um, Thank you. So I, I kind of thought more about that. Well, if there are people who want something really, really simple, but maybe they want more than the courthouse, are there any options for them? And I couldn't really find anything. So that's where the idea of the elopement co was born. It's more than a courthouse, less than a full wedding. Um, and so I kind of developed the parameters of around that, what I thought that would look like, how many guests that might include. And then So I still do courthouse weddings. I do the elopements, which would be 15 guests or less. And then I also do something called Tiny Weddings, which is a new venture uh, with my friend Malika Starnes, who's amazing. We um, will put on basically we call them tiny weddings, and that's for 30 guests or less, where it's, again, kind of a step above that 15-guest elopement, maybe a few additional elements there. But really my favorite part is the elopements, and that's 15 guests or less. I do the photography for two hours. I also bring cupcakes and I will bring the efficient with me and I make flowers. So I make all the bouquets and boutonnieres and all of that. And I put on a miniature celebration for people. So it's more than just photography and it's more than, um, you know, not having a um, memorable moment for this. I want to actually make it a celebration, but it's on a really tiny, intimate scale. 
you can't see me right now because we're recording, but I'm smiling because I just, <laughs> I love the whole idea because, you know, like the number one thing that I often hear brides and grooms say when it comes to weddings, what, you know, what's the most important thing. And a lot of them say it's the photography because those are the, that's, what's going to always help you remember, you know, for years right. and years to come, you're always going to have the photographs. So the fact that you are obviously a very talented photographer, by the way, Thank guys, you. You, can, you can check out her website. It's the elopementco.com. Um, and she's got a, an intro trailer video there as well. But um, Charity, like you also are an amazing photographer and it's so nice that you can still get that big quality feel at a, on a small scale, intimate wedding. I think it's just an, a perfect blend and like, what a great option. Um, I don't know about you, but I personally had a huge, huge wedding. <laughs> what was your wedding like? My wedding was, my wedding was cutting a lot of corners is how I will describe it. Um, I got married very young, just right outside of college. And it was one of those where my parents couldn't afford a big wedding, but I had grown up with all of these expectations. And so I thought I had to have the really expensive dress and I thought I mm -hmm. had to have all of these things. And so I kept trying to add them all in, but like I couldn't fit them into exactly what I wanted. So I ended up cutting quarters and just all of it was kind of meh, you know? Yeah. And so when I look back on it, Obviously, there's some great parts of it, and I'm so happy I married my husband. He's my favorite person in the world. But the wedding itself was kind of like I could totally have done without that. Yes. And I think that's part of what fueled my love for these things because it um, it's not about all of those expectations that everyone else has of you. It's about what you truly want, what matters to you, what's important and beautiful to you as couples who want to go to the mountains. And so, because the mountains are a special place for them. So we go to the mountains. I have a couple who has planned out their elopement for October of 2018 because they know that this is exactly what they want to do. And so this is people putting a lot of special effort and intention into something that's actually about them. And that's what makes me so happy about it. You bring up such a good point because I think for a lot of brides and grooms, um, anybody planning a wedding, you don't really know what it, what it entails until you actually dive in. And once you gotcha. dive in, of course, you know maybe you have family members or other people or just society in general telling you that you have to do X Y Z. Actually, A B C D E F G H I J K. Telling you have to do all these different things, and you find yourself, you know, it's one of those situations where you don't really have time to take a step back and see it from a bird's eye view. You're just in it, like trying to go through the whole mess of a forest trying to figure out what you need to do. And you quickly, very quickly find yourself spread really, really thin. And like you were describing about your wedding, you can find yourself in a situation where you're trying to cover all these bases, but you're not really doing any one thing with the love and intimacy and attention that you want to bring to it. I mean, obviously that's why you're planning a wedding because you share that love and intimacy, intimacy with your significant other. But the whole idea of the wedding kind of makes you get spread completely thin um, and not really giving your, your hopes and dreams and love to what it is that you're doing. I love what you do because you seem to have really hit on a good, um, you know, situation where you're having brides and grooms kind of tighten it up and really put their energies to the things that matter to them. Yeah. And I think that's the key, right? What matters to them? Yes. Because so often I hear, I've started planning this. This is what I want, but my mom or mm -hmm. but my aunt or but my 
um, fiance's parents. You know, it's it tends to be so much what family members want, yeah. those expectations. And then the couples, I've, I've literally heard a bride say on her wedding day, I just want this all to be over. And <sighs> that broke my heart yeah. too. So, you know, that was when I was exploring the various genres and I was at a full wedding and I just... I kind of thought, again, there has to be a better way. And this is not for everyone. Some people absolutely want that full wedding. They want that fairy tale wedding. Right. It's worth it to them to of put course. all of that money into that. Yeah. But I think for the people who don't, I wanted to provide another way. I think that hits the nail on the head. And you're right. You know what? If, if a big wedding is what you want, if you're comfortable with that and that's what you're going for, then good. I mean, go for it. Right. Really the bottom line, and that's part of the reason why I wrote my book, that is the reason why I wrote my book, is to help brides plan the wedding, or brides and grooms plan the wedding that is the best wedding for them. Because yeah. there are just so many different variables that have you pulling in a million different directions that is really, really easy to lose track of what's important to you, what's special to you. And half the time, no one's even asking you that because <laughs> they're just, you know, telling you what to do, do this, do that, or our family does mm -hmm. things this way, or, you know, we always did it that way. And you really sometimes, especially if you're more of like a chill kind of passive person, it can be really easy to let all these things steamroll you and you just start saying yes to everything. And before you know it, you're that bride that you saw that's saying like, oh God, I just want this day to be over, you know? Exactly. It, there's a lot of stress, I think, that can go into it. I think it can be stressful no matter what, just planning any kind of event, but mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be on the level, you know, that, that it can somehow get to. And I love that what you do really kind of takes the stress out of it. Thanks. And I think the scale matters too, in that people are putting, you know, $20,000 is 21,000, I believe is the average wedding last year. So that's so much money put into something that the stress level matches that, right? Because there's so many expectations. And if one little thing goes wrong, which it always does at weddings, mm -hmm. then it's like, they feel like, everything's a wash because they had put so much into that. And so all of those expectations are naturally going to create that much stress. And I'm somebody who loves to have chill things and loves to be in a chill environment. And I think that's the couple that I really attract is the person who is not all about that kind of craziness that comes along with planning such a high stressful event. They want something far more chill and we just have a really good time enjoying something small and intimate that again, really features them as opposed to the, you know, the things that they think they're supposed to have. I know that you do, like you said, you bring in the efficient, you do the flowers, photography, obviously, and your website says, and even more, what's the more like, does that vary from couple to couple based on what they need or want you to do? Or is there, are there other specific services that you could provide? It's a lot about what the couple wants. I work with a lot of different vendors in town so that I can make a really special experience for any bride. So if they wanted to bring in vintage furniture, they you know really want to set up this look for their pictures and for their tiny ceremony that has maybe a vintage couch rental or they want calligraphy involved. So I have a lot of options like that. Videography is one of my favorites because especially since you're doing something tiny, that's actually a tangible piece you can share with everyone. Yeah. Um, so there's things like that. Some of it I can do myself. Some of it I bring in other people that, you know, I know around town that are really excellent as well to put together kind of that dream tiny elopement for somebody. And I should mention, because I don't think I mentioned this yet, you're close to me. You're in Charlotte, North Carolina. Correct. Um, 
Do you provide services for people outside of the Charlotte area? I do. So I've been working within about a four and a half hour radius of Charlotte since I started this, which I only started this in October, just so you know. October oh, wow. Western. And you've already, I will also want to mention, you've already been on Good Morning America recently, right? I was just a few weeks ago. Yes, it's been insane. <laughs> How cool is that? I need yeah. to get the, um, if you could send me the clip to the segment, I'll, I'll link it in this episode yeah. so people can see yeah, it. Yeah, I'd love to. Absolutely. Okay. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. What was uh, I was telling you, were saying how you go out about four and a half hours in right, a row. Right. Yeah. So since actually that Good Morning America piece aired, um, I've been getting inquiries from all over the place, which is fantastic and something that I had hoped to do in, you know, three to five years. But then when Good Morning America called. <laughs> Life just started laughing and laughing. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I'm currently in the process of talking to a few different brides around the U.S. There's a couple inquiring about outside of the U.S., which again, that was my dream eventually all along was to uh, make it a destination thing as well and uh, be able to bring these services kind of anywhere because there's not a ton of different elements that have to go into it. It's something that can travel pretty easily. Yeah. I think that's incredible. And that's so funny because nothing ever goes as planned, right? right oh, that's right. my three to five year plan. But I guess that's a good a good problem to have, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so for people listening, obviously now we know, you know, like I said, I'll link the segment and people can learn even more about how they can use your services. But just, you know, from me to you and, and our listeners here, I, I have a feeling that a lot of people are going to dig this, but they don't know how to start. So I like to, you know, talk about the real deal stuff, you know, the things that really go down and everything. So do you have any words of advice or what could you say to the people who are listening that love this idea, but they don't know where to start in terms of letting their families, you know, down gently, I guess you could say, if their families are expecting them to plan a giant wedding, um, how can they break this down for them and explain it and approach it in a way that is going to not, you know, create uproar in the family? That is an excellent question. And I think that something that there's no easy answer to for one thing. Yeah. But the first step, the very first step and the most important step is to make sure that you and your partner are 100% on the same page about this. Yeah. Because if one person wants it and the other doesn't, you're going to both be very unhappy. Mm -hmm. Um, so once you've decided that, yes, this is absolutely what you want, you have to start small, bring it up with a conversation and just be open and honest with your friends and family member about what is important to you. You have to previously decided, okay, is there anyone that I absolutely must have there? Like I can't imagine getting married and not having my mother by my side or not having my best friend by my side. Or not having my dog by my side. Whoever right, right. it is, whoever's <laughs> important to you, make sure you know that ahead of time because the pressure will be turned on. There are very few families who are just going to immediately be okay with the idea that, oh, we're not inviting all the aunts and uncles and your kindergarten teacher <laughs> and everyone else. You know, there's very few families that are just right off the bat going to be okay with that. Yeah. But if you are very calm about it and are very assured of your, um, of your desires and goals and you just have to keep that in mind. Um, and feel free to talk to me about it because I love listening and I love hearing what's going on with you and helping in any way that I can. If it's something that I feel like I feel like if you go into it having a plan and you know what you're planning on doing, it's a lot easier than just being like, oh, I'm not doing a big wedding. I think I'm going to do something else. Yes. Going into it saying, this is what I'm going to do. This is what it's going to look like. I will gladly show you the pictures afterwards. 
something like that. Also, a really good option is having a party afterwards. Yeah, doesn't have to be necessarily a reception, but sort of like a reception. One of my favorites is a, I had a client who is doing a backyard barbecue like the next day. Yeah, and everyone that would have traditionally been invited to that wedding is going to that. It's like a potluck, so they're not spending tons of money on it, but the parents can be involved. They can do toasts there if they want. They can definitely make it about celebrating the couple without having to have, you know, all of the elements of reception, dance, the $500 cake, all of that kind of stuff. So um, there are definitely ways to kind of pacify family. That's maybe a bad way to put it, but you know what I mean. Make a family feel like they're still included and they're still being respected um, and just being being. Soft but firm is very important because you will get pushed on it. It yes. just happens. You make a lot of great points. Like the first, um, you know, when you were saying about having your answers ready, like I think that that's great. Like don't approach it as a battle, but you do have to have answers ready because they're going to ask you, you know, well, what are you going to do? What do you mean you're not going to have a wedding? Where do you think you're going to get married? You know, at least if you mm-hmm. have done your research and you say like, this is what my future, you know, husband or wife, this is what we want. And, you know, we've thought about it. We've thought about it in, intensely. You know, we, we've, we've, this really means a lot to us. Having the answers at the ready, I think, could really help ease a lot of the tensions or possible tensions that could creep up. And I think that the idea of having a barbecue or something similar is such a, comp- is such a great compromise because you're saying, like, you know what? We do still want to celebrate with you. You know, for me personally, I, I will admit right now that the, the, the ceremony part of our wedding while it was very beautiful and it was in a church and everything to me personally, being the one who got married and to my husband, there was nothing about that that felt intimate. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the first time I said that out loud. That's the truth though. <laughs> like there's nothing yeah. about that that felt intimate because there was like so many other things going on and it was, you know, the church um, itself was just, we didn't really have a whole lot of people at the church part, but it was enough people, you know, that you're kind of nervous a little bit and you lose sight of, um, the actual ceremony, what you're doing, you know, how you're getting married and all that. So I I can totally relate to that. Like if I had the option right now, where if I found you earlier and it was like, okay, let's sit down and plan the wedding that you guys want. Like looking back on that now, I keep thinking like all the possibilities, you know, how (laughs) much of like a beautiful ceremony we could have and how we really could have made it more um, specific to our relationship um, you know, I mean, water under the bridge, right? We're married now and everything's great. We had a wonderful honeymoon, but I can tell you that we looked at each other several times on that honeymoon and we were like, this is what we wanted, you know, just us yeah. being in love, having a good time celebrating. And, and we kept saying, why didn't we get married here? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think that, um, you touched on something very important there that during the day of the of most weddings, of most full weddings, stuff is happening so much and so quickly, you really kind of miss most of it. Yeah. Um, and obviously there are moments, and that's any big event, right? But but I find that a lot of brides at full weddings, there's so much going on that it's it gets to the end of the day, and they're like, what just happened? I didn't really get time to be in the moment and really enjoy what was going on. So yeah. by scaling back, again, for people who want this and are interested in it, scaling back, really taking that time to, to make it special and intimate about yourself. So much less going on. Your brain isn't flying in a million different directions. It just 
eases so much of that pressure and you get to actually enjoy the experience so much more. Yes. And again, I want to mention like how you also mentioned this in the beginning, this may not be for you. You know, you may do excellent in large groups. You may thrive in large groups. You know, you may, you know, come from a big family, have always had a big family, never thought of it any other way and go for it. You know, it's it's not about saying that everybody needs to do things this way. It's about saying like really just diving deep in your relationship and with yourself and seeing if that's what you really want. Cause it doesn't have to be that way. I love the options that you're putting out because you're really showing brides and grooms that there, there are alternatives, you know? Exactly. Do you have any tips that you could share with our listeners just, you know, off the cuff, any kind of tips? Let's just say that they, they're already way far into the planning process, right? There's no going back. They're having a, you know, 800 person (laughs) wedding or whatever it is. Um, So, you know, the ball's already rolling and they're doing it. But do you have any tips where they could maybe stop during the day or how they could capture intimate moments or, you know, things that they could do in terms of photography or just any kind of thing that could help somebody out who's maybe a little bit more shy, a little bit more reserved, but facing this gargantuan wedding? Absolutely. I think actually like scheduling some time in there to just stop, step away from everyone else, Mm -hmm. spend some time with your now spouse And just breathe in the moment. Just like take a minute, stop, talk about how you're feeling that day, um, what you thought about everything that happened so far, what you're looking forward to the rest of the day, away from everyone else. If you take that moment to breathe, you're going to be able to kind of recenter and probably very much more enjoy the rest of your day. I would recommend it kind of... um, either right after the beginning of the reception, sometime after the ceremony, because that's you want to kind of stop and reflect on what just happened in the ceremony. Oh, my goodness, we just got married. This is fantastic. This is so exciting. But because everything rushes so quickly after that point, you really completely kind of lose that. So take some take some time to do that. And also try to take a minute to eat because there's so much else going on. Great advice. Yes. Okay. It gets, it gets insane. And then you'll get to the end of the night and either you had a little too much to drink and because there's no food on your stomach, you're suddenly not feeling so great or just you're so exhausted and you're going to be exhausted anyway. But if you can fuel yourself a little bit, try to make that happen. Excellent tips. I love all these tips. <laughs> Guys, you have to check out her website, theelopementco.com, Unconventional Weddings for Unconventional Couples. Um, It's been awesome talking with you, and I definitely want to hook up with you at some point or another uh, since we're both in the Charlotte area. But before we go, why don't you tell our listeners where we can find you all over social? I am on Facebook under The Elopement Co. I'm on Instagram at, at The Elopement Co. You might see a little bit of a pattern here. Everything <laughs> is basically under The Elopement Co. You'll see me there. Great. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me, and uh, we'll get this episode up shortly, and we'll be talking to you soon. Sounds great. Thanks so much.